This episode of the Detox Podcast is brought to you by Rebel Riot Printing. Celebrating their 10th year in business, Rebel Riot is locally owned and family operated, offering custom printed tees with no minimums and fast turnaround. And by Bitsbox. Bitsbox teaches kids to code. Real JavaScript, real devices, and really fun. Hands down the most fun way for curious kids ages 6 to 14 to learn coding. Use promo code DETOX for $20 off any subscription order of $50 or more. That's D-T-A-L-K-S DETOX for $20 off any order of $50 or more with Bitsbox. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a parenting podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. Up today, I speak with my good friend, Tyler Watson, and we do something a little bit fun. So Mother's Day just passed and we're gearing up for Father's Day next month. So he and I look at some of the best and worst TV dads and debate uh, their merits. Additionally, we also share who our favorite TV TV mom is. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's just kind of a fun, lighthearted episode. Up first, I've got Brian Salmon with an Ask the Birth Dad that was sent in. And then after that, Tyler and I will dive into the best and worst TV dads. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. for Ask the Birth Guy. Hi guys, it's me, Brian the Birth Guy. I'm back. Check it out. We're going to talk about hypnobirthing today. Someone asked the question, what the heck is hypnobirthing? Hypnobirthing is a really cool method. I know a few. I know Lamaze, hypnobirthing, uh, birthing from within, and just general labor. So let me tell you something. My friend Jenny Dingledine, she's a certified hypnobirthing instructor. She teaches in Round Rock. She taught me everything about hypnobirthing, and I taught her how I do my thing. And so we kind of switched our methods. And hypnobirthing is really cool. It's gained momentum around the world, literally. And it's it's kind of a cool thing, but you have to really be able to concentrate on it. Let me tell you something. Hypnobirthing is very much so letting go of all your fear, letting go of your anxiety that's around fear using hypnosis and relaxation techniques, relaxing your body so that you can have, well, they call it a natural birth. I call every birth natural. I think it's, we, I, I'd rather call it an unmedicated birth. So you can have an unmedicated birth. And let me tell you something, when mom can really feel in that zone where she can relax and let her muscles relax, let her anxiety go so she's not putting all those hormones in that are stress hormones, and also just breathe through not thinking that there's pain and anguish in birth because that's how we've made it seem, Right. There's not really. It's it's a very natural process. And of course, it's going to hurt a little bit. But if you let your body work, your body really does. So I like hypnobirthing. I integrate it into what I teach. I like people to have a lot of tools in their pocket, not just hypnobirthing, but some Lamaze techniques, some other techniques of, you know, non-focal awareness and, you know, listening skills, all sorts of things. But listen, if you think you're interested in hypnobirthing, not a bad thing to be interested in. It, it comes with the, like there's some musical things to it. There are some breathing techniques. There are some really cool visualization aspects. And I'm really into visualization, you guys. And the biggest thing that I love about it is that they say you have to speak positively about your birth. 
I'm all about positive talk. I tell people, you know, every contraction brings you closer to your baby. You're not sick. You're having a baby. These are big things that are real mantras in my practice. And I have to say, hypnobirthing, keep it up. Love what you're doing. I hope that helps. I'm Brian the Birth Guy. You can find me on social media at Birth Guy on Instagram, Brian the Birth Guy on Facebook. And don't forget to look at my book. Go to birthguybook.com. Back to you, Joe Shaw, and the Detox Podcast. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is the man, the myth, and mostly the legend, Tyler Watson. What's going on, Tyler? How are you? I'm doing great, but you have greatly oversold me in that <laughs> real quick. Man. There's no myths about me. <laughs> the legends are uh, maybe some secret time kind of legends. Like They're not ones that you would write home about, but if you were having a couple drinks, you'd be like, I know this story. <laughs> well... I thought, what better guest to have when we're talking about some of the best dads of all time? Who would I rather have this conversation with other than Tyler Watson? I can't think of someone. So I think it only fair that on today's episode, where we are going through some of the best and worst TV dads of all time. We have Tyler Watson on. And yes, we may uh, we may have a little surprise in store towards the end of the episode. We may not. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see where the episode takes us. But... Uh, Tyler, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the show? Um, a lot of work. Um, really working on on that. Uh, my career, trying to see what I can go from there. Um, I've done. Oh, I guess I'll just get real and heavy real quick. Yeah, uh, I've done a lot of soul searching. Um, I've really been working on myself. I've worked through uh, a little bit of darkness of my own, and I think I'm really coming out really good right now okay but i'm really scared to talk about it because i don't want to be a false positive sure i mean i'm not a pregnancy test to bring it back to that <laughs> but um i kind of really like what's going on in my headspace for the first time in a long time and i took a little reclusiveness uh i stopped i still have a lot of time wasters in my life but i've started cutting out some of them because I started getting agitated when I wasn't giving my time wasters the time that a time waster should have. Okay. And I, th- I found this out inside myself and I was like, this is not a good place for me to be. Right. And so I slowly cut some of those out, not saying that they're bad, but the, but my aggression that I was getting from it. And so it's mm. really funneled into something more. Um, I've been working on a handful of little projects. I've been filling myself with, some art stuff uh i have so i really have been wanting to make a coffee mug for myself for the longest time and i really want to join the local art space down here yeah uh, they have oh, you can use the clay and the wheel and become a member but it's it's like a hundred dollars or 120 dollars all together probably like 140 160 dollars for this membership mm-hmm. for a year-round membership and I can't bring myself to spend $140 to make one mug. That's, so that's fair. I spend $20 on some <laughs> Sculpey Clay from Michael's. <laughs> uh, 
I have made this mug about eight different times and have never been happy with it. And I'm like, well, if I go spend 20 more dollars. Right. So I think I'm either going to short change myself to $140 of shitty mugs. Right, right, right. Or I will go finally just put down the right but i guess so i've rambled a little bit right there i apologize no no that's really what i'm good at you know as um, uh, as meryl I, streep and uh, julie and julia used to always say never apologize for your mistakes yeah no that's <laughs> a horrible thing to live by <laughs> and that's the exact <laughs> i always i never watched that movie but i saw the trailer too many times and that quote has always stuck with me and i've been like what what yeah what <laughs> there's a lot of movies, like on my pile of shame so one of my fiancés where things she gets so mad at me about mm-hmm. is a little bit of that she will say things from movies or she'll talk about something. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you haven't seen it. I go, I know. But this person started in it. This is the plot. This is what happened. And this is the twist. And she just goes, how do you know this if you haven't seen the movie? And I go, I just, I, I the internet? I don't right. know. And she just gets, because she's like, movies are an experience. You need to experience them. You just sit down. I'm like, uh, or I could just have two hours of my life not watching <laughs> something I really don't care about. Right. But I can have a conversation about it, so I'm slightly interested in it. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was good. No, I like uh, getting you know a nice little introspective look into your life and seeing what you've been up to. Because you know one of the things we like to talk about here on the Detox Podcast is how we are trying to make sure that we, the collective we, the parenting we, the societal we, are making sure we're taking care of ourselves on a mental health basis. And not all the time are we able to, you know, speak up when we when we need some assistance or really seek help or really look deep, deep down into, you know, what's going on with this. But I, the fact that you're doing that is awesome. But yeah. Yeah. What? Is, so yeah, let's get let's get <laughs> let's get cracking on this list to make a weird pivot point. <laughs> um, so uh, for those who are yeah. for, for those who are following, sorry, the, I'm going to leave, and <laughs> some of them I have very like, WTF yeah. on where this, right. uh, where some of them are pulling them from. And I'm like, I don't think so. We're going to we're going to get into that. So No, 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 you're good. Okay, so listeners, if you're following along at home, so I've pasted uh that's right, pasted with a capital P all of the links we're going to be referencing in this show in the show notes. So if you're listening in your podcast player, just scroll down or if you're on the website, scroll down, click on the link and you'll be able to follow along. But the first article we're going to be looking at is on the highly reputable tvinsider.com. Yes, that's right. And the article is from June 13th, 2018, so fairly recently. And it is called Celebrate Father's Day with the 16 Best and Worst TV Dads. And yes, I know you're listening to this on the heels of Mother's Day, but we're already thinking ahead to Father's Day. So just bear with us here. Content is content, so leave me alone. All right, here we go. (laughs) All right, number one on the list. Oh, I already have strong opinions about this. So they give best dad, uh, one of the best dads, Rick Grimes of The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm going to try and do my best uh, uh, best uh, Rick impression. Let me uh, 
let me try and uh, uh, do this here. Uh, for listeners, for those uh, don't know, uh, Tyler is Skyping me because he has lost the list. So I'm trying to send it to him uh, and also multitasking do a, a Rick Grimes impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pulling back the list. Right. Oh yeah, I had this list. Yeah, you did have this list. You did have this list. That was on my phone. I went through this. I was like, I know this, uh, one, but I couldn't uh, find it. Oh, I already decided that. And no, I'm I'm probably gonna leave this in. I've already decided this episode is gonna be fairly off the rails. So, um, the actual edit, right. the actual editing I do in this might be a little suspect. So if you're listening to this, I decided to leave it in. All right, here we go. Uh, so yeah, the best, one of the best dads, Rick Grimes from the walking dead. I want to show you the new world, Carl. I want to make it a reality for you. Please, Carl, let me show you. That's the quote. Each of these dads, they have a quote at the beginning. Coral, Coral. Are you saying Coral? Like at the bottom of the deep sea? No, Coral. I just think of that meme every time. He's like, he's bent over. Carl's already lost his eye. He's just like, Coral! Coral! That's all I got. So, uh, needless to say, there's going to be spoilers on all all of these. But the, the... the evidence they present as to why he's a good dad says Rick has spent eight seasons defending and protecting his kids. Even Judith, who isn't really his daughter. Dun, dun, dun. He and Carl, Coral, fought on many occasions, but the deep bond between them remained even when they couldn't agree on how to run things. Rick was deeply shaken by Carl's death and kept Negan alive to honor his son's final wishes for peace. Okay, I gotta call bullshit on uh, Rick Grimes being the best dad. In my opinion... I've watched this show. He has made like bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And, uh, okay. (laughs) But wait a second. So being a great dad, isn't about always making great decisions. True. I would very much argue. It's not about the decisions that you make, right? But it's how you, and what you do after those decisions. And I would say in all of the things, even in his horrible decisions, he's always definitely chosen, to be the better person, most of the time, <laughs> chosen the others before himself, and there's been a selflessness with it, um, and a sense of pr- protection, and yeah, I would totally, like, I not great decision making, <laughs> but definitely, like, if you want to play into stereotypical roles the dad but patriarchal of the group and having and being there and being a rock and being steadfast Mm -hmm. and i I would i would argue that part of it yeah no he's (laughs) horrible at decisions (laughs) and also very reminiscent of people's dads who said hey i'm gonna go out and get some cigarettes and they're still waiting for him to come back right he took a coma break for a while and that's i mean a whole world did go on without him and then he just showed up and be like, hey, hey, right. you got to respect me now. He, and he truly did. New stepdad. Hey, hey. Oh, Rick. Hey, hey, Grimes. All right. Well, uh, you know, I don't know many dads who can fall on. Uh, I almost said rhubarb, but that's not it. Uh, what's that like uh, stuff that's in between concrete they used to put up bridges? 
What's that called? Rebar. Rebar, not okay. rhubarb. Rebar. Rebar. Rhubar is what you make pies out of. Right. Yeah. I, it's a vegetable fruit thing. Like it's sweet and right. purple. Right, 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 right. Not, nobody's not re- building a society <laughs> off of rebar. I mean, uh, rhubarb. Rhubarb. Oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. Okay, but I don't know many dads that can fall on rebar and uh, still survive. Uh, I felt pretty. My mom has a crushed elbow because of it. I don't really? know why I said that, but yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So one day, so my mom used to work for a college, and uh, I'm not going to say the name now that I'm at least thinking five seconds ahead of what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and they were either doing construction or needing to, and a piece of rebar was sticking out of the cement. She tripped, fell, crushed her left elbow, and, and broke her right foot all at the same time oh my god Jeez. yeah Ooh. hey hey no <laughs> yeah. that's why my mom like she's always holding her left arm and stuff it's oh i mean it's gotten way 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 better sure um, obviously but but she, that makes sense it's she i would say 145 maybe degrees on that but like they never thought it would be more than like 35 Jeez. And she was never supposed to be able to touch the top of her head. And wow. she will touch with her thumb. Again, wow. I shouldn't be saying this. No, you're good. You're I'm good. Sorry. Well, so, I think is where we are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Rick Grimes, uh, great decision maker? Hardly. Uh, best judge of character? Not so much. Good dad? Probably. Yeah. Well, but he gives people, like, judge of character, he gives you a chance. So I mean, he's well, not cleaning some, his shotgun in his underwear, waiting. I mean, for I don't promenade for his doctor. No, but, no, but 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 he all like I don't know. Sometimes he's like, I've got a code, and other times he's just like shooting people in the head just cause. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't get you. I don't get you, Rick Grimes. But that's okay. Sometimes he's got to lay down the law. Right. <laughs> all right. Sometimes. Mo- right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, next, next best dad, Jack Pearson. This is us. Have you seen this is us? No, I've okay. heard. Okay. Uh, me neither. I'm very a macho man. <laughs> and, uh, I heard you cry a lot during this. Yeah. And my macho-ness just, no, um, it just, we're going to skip this. It's one of those very much, uh, on cable and TV. And I am a millennial who does not have cable or TV. Right. So. I mean, that's fair. But that sounded really pretentious. I'm n- not that pretentious. No, it's cool. At it's all. It, I take that back. It's on. Hulu. I have all of those things. <laughs> no, but here's the oh, thing. It is on Hulu. Yeah. Well, then I have no excuse. Right. <laughs> I uh. Watch it. You know, I heard that it was just amazing, and this is before like there were any spoilers out. It was like it was amazing. It was amazing, and I was super suspect because it had like sweeping orchestral music in the trailer, and I was like, I don't know about this show, and then. Uh, my wife was just like, uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be highly emotional when you watch this. So, you know, be warned. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't need those kind of emotions in my life right now. I'm, I'm too busy. I'm tapped out. I'm going to pass. And, uh, I don't regret that decision, but I don't know if I can swallow those down like my breakfast cereal. All right. All right. Moving on, moving on. Uh, okay. Uh, next best ad, Marcus Kane from the 100. So I do watch the 100. Have you ever watched the 100? No. It's but pretty I'm good. I'm pretty sure this is the actor from Lost. Yes, it's who Desmond. Desmond. Who is, yeah. And so I agree. 
I yeah. don't have to know anything right. more. Um, it's but it's Penny's 100%. boat. It's Penny's boat. It's, it is Penny's boat. It's Penny's so, boat. Yeah. Oh man. This could be number one for me. Right. Uh, so the 100 is a really cool. Right. <laughs> it's a really cool post-apocalyptic show about this colony that lives in space, and the Earth has been uninhabitable for a certain period of time. And they're trying to test to see because they're running out of resources in outer space. And they want to be able to test the land before they all come back to Earth. And they send 100 kids that were in like basically juvenile detention. And uh, their punishment for being locked up is to be sent to the Earth that might kill them with radioactive poisoning. Okay. So, so that's the I'm like, going to basic throw out premise. A couple of plot holes. I know this is not the point, <laughs> but I have to understand this before <laughs> okay. going forward. Okay. Okay. First off, why is there an orc from Lord of the Rings behind Desmond? <laughs> he's a he's a ground person. So they're orcs. <laughs> Second, you're telling me space has run out of substantial no. things to maintain life. <laughs> no, and so we're going back to a planet that we've completely ruined <laughs> to hope to find something more. That's what this is. And then third. <laughs> You're telling me we're going to treat the Earth like Australia. So we're just Australians, right? Because that, that's the whole thing. That's why Australia has people is because the British just sent people down there. It's right. like, we're going to colonize this with our worst people. Yes. Is this what you're telling me this show is? You know what? Yes. That's 100%. Get it? 100. That's 100% yep. what this show is about. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. <laughs> I, it's uh yeah uh so, the good place so i'm not even yeah, gonna i'm not i find something new <laughs> i'm not even gonna read anything about it uh, i'm just gonna point out the fact uh the first line it says marcus isn't technically a father to any of the delinquents but he definitely plays that role so apparently best fathers doesn't <laughs> doesn't even mean real dads anymore well, yeah, no, it never has. Just no, because you're from my loins. Like, what is this saying? Anybody can be a dad, but not everybody can be a father. Or, or is think, it opposite? Think, it's the opposite of that, because you can father a child, but you not everybody can be a dad. You can't be a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, but it's just like... Sure, whatever. It's so funny, because I have watched the show, and I was like, did I miss something? No, I didn't. He's just a father figure. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Desmond uh, from Lost, uh, best father. All right, moving on. Ooh, here we go. Sergeant Terry Jeffords from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I have watched the first season, and I need to watch more of it. And yes. It's, show. it's on my pile of shame. Like, I'm really not a good TV person. I <clears> used to be. When I had cable, I would watch all these. But now that I have every choice, I watch nothing. Sure. But, oh, my God, Terry is absolutely amazing. Yes. But also, I'm a huge Andy Samberg fan. Like, oh, yeah. I love The Lonely Island as well. And so – and um, uh, I love the dryness of the captain. Yeah. And I love <laughs> yes. how they play his character. And th I think that overshadows most of it. Like, yeah, yeah. He gets addicted to whatever – it's Cookie Crunch. Yeah. Because of uh, Chelsea Peretley's yes, character. Yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> See, I thought that's who would have been the dad on this show. Right. Well, he's like he's a silent figure. Yeah, he's a father figure. Lives. Right. And Andy Samberg wants to do everything he can to impress him. Right. Right. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, 
That's a good low key best dad that's not included is the uh the captain. I f- captain Holt. That's his name. Yeah, captain. captain Holt. What is what is in the background? Is that oh. your dog? Oh no, you're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> I just figured I would uh, headline to listen. That's, my, that's our Mogwai. That's our hairless Yorkie. Yeah. I'm not lying in anything I just said. <laughs> Looks like a gremlin <laughs> after you fed them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. This is awesome. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, so but, the, yeah, no, Captain Holt, I think you're right. He, uh, he, his, re- his relationship with his husband, Kevin, is like hilarious because they're, they're both also dry. If you watch The Good Place, the actor that plays his yeah, husband no. is, uh, one of the, yeah hell agents or demons or whatever they, yeah he's he's pretty much satan yeah 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 he's the guy that runs it. he's like all but satan yeah uh, yeah but what i love is for the longest time that you don't know that they're a couple as well right and they just hate each other <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> and then finally they're like nope yeah Oh, it's a good time. All right, cool. So moving on uh, to the next one. Another best dad. Ooh, we've got Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Do you watch Parks and Rec or did you watch Parks See, and Rec? See, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron Swanson is a great dad. Yep. I think how he uh, takes Aziz's character under his wing and wants to teach him something. Mm-hmm. But also um, Aubrey Plaza's character, like he has very much so. And he does all these little things, I think 100%. But I do want to say, if you're going to bring up the argument from the 100, none <laughs> of these people are his real dad. And actually, when he tried to be his weird stepdad to those two little girls, mm-hmm. it got real awkward. I'm just saying, <laughs> well, I feel like we have double standards here. Well, I mean, it got a little awkward, but I felt like they warmed up to him. And then by the end of the series, he did have like a, a, a biological child. In fact, he oh. he even has a, a, a quote on this uh, from that part where he's introduced. It's like towards the end of the series. He says, everyone, I'd like to introduce you to my son, John, middle name redacted Swanson. John was born some time ago, weighing multiple pounds and several ounces. Much like his father, he's a fan of silence. Please keep your voices down. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> John Swanson. But yeah, no, Ron very was much so. Ron was very much a father figure. You are correct. Um, but I didn't consider him in the same way as Desmond because of the fact that I realized he does become a stepdad and then a, a dad of a okay. you know, his biologically owned child later on. But anyways, yeah. moving on. Ooh. I'm nowhere near as good, but I try to be like Ron Swan. Like I try to be just this person at work yeah. as a, as a manager. And then I try to just throw in these like really sweet and endearing moments mm-hmm. and then just ignore that they ever happened. Right. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. And I, I, I think, it, yeah, but I don't think it lands as good like at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not good at it. I mean, <laughs> Who is Ron Swanson? But Ron Swanson, so exactly that's fair. Very much so. All right, now Sorry. we no you're going good. on to the next one. Yes, Phil Dunphy, Phil Dunphy so, from Modern Family. This is a great one. Yes, because <laughs> um, like I've been compared think, to Phil multiple times. So, <laughs> very much so, and I think uh, I think people he is the best version of all around because he messes up real bad. True, but he also like has his care. 
and he tries to emulate and he still tries to be cool and like i feel his pain a lot i think i really respect this choice i really do yeah and it just reminded me i had my first real dad moment the other day when i dropped my kid off at school yeah um i was wearing a green dia de la mortos uh sort of shirt and it had a skeleton with a sombrero on it i've seen that shirt one of the young boys uh with in her class was saying something about a skeleton and i can't remember the exact tip for tat but uh and I was did something like, yeah, and skeletons dance like this. And I did your stereotypical <laughs> skeleton dance, like boogie boogie boogie. And my kid just goes like audible, like hands to face. Dad, please stop your embarrassing me. <laughs> and this has never happened. Like I have been the funniest man alive to my kid. Right. I have never told a bad joke. Right. And she has never and I was like, oh, no, we're in new territory. I don't know how to be now. Right. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to embarrass her. Right. But also, like, this is my only comedy. Right. Like, I don't know what else to do. Right. I was I was built and bred for dad comedy. <laughs> yeah. Because you're way too young for my real comedy, and we can't go there probably right. until you're at least 18. Right. Like, we can maybe sprinkle in when you're 16, but... We got a long gap between funniness. And right. I don't know what to do now. Right. <laughs> oh man, that's so awesome. But yeah, definitely like, like a Phil Dunphy moment in that. Just how, because like when he tries, I think, I think his most endearing is with his daughter, mm-hmm. and when he's trying to just, how does he do it? Like try to learn the songs of pop stars or try to sing them and make this whole thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, what, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd that's, say that's I, how my life is. Let's 100%. play Let's play a little thought experiment. Okay. Uh, All right. the, the zombies have come. Phil Dunphy was in a coma, wakes up in the hospital. a la Rick Grimes, but it's Phil Dunphy. How long does Phil Dunphy survive? <laughs> Oh, I think I think he goes the distance. You think so? I think a hundred percent. Because when he needs to be a man, he can be a man. Like I, I can chop a dude. Right. But I think he'd be chop. Oh, <laughs> he would be like <laughs> right. But he's doing it because he has to. He's like, right. It's like uh, the first couple times when you change a diaper, or if you have like right. a really really bad diaper. You're still gonna do it, but you're like, whoa! Right. Uh, definitely cut back on the green beans this time. Like, right. There are parts of it you're like, yicky, or like if it gets on you, you still do that. I have poop on my hands. I don't right. know what to do. He would do that with the no blood matter for how sure. How many times you chop your diaper? Like, right. And so I think he can murder a guy. I think he'd just be, oh no, I got zombie blood on me. Like, <laughs> I think it's possible. I love it, and I want to think about, uh, you know, like, uh zombie or not zombie phil but like zombie killer phil that that makes me super happy <laughs> and so i i fell off a little bit on the walking dead but like when they go to is it the people on the hill or the village um, i think this is after Termin, Tamarin, Ter- terminus they eat each other yeah it's terminus yeah i think it's right after that i think he could negotiate with people because he is a people pleaser like and he, that yeah is that's true something in a leader he is a very much like common denominator people pleaser mm-hmm. but he also 
um, as a term is that he's a GSD. He gets shit done. That's true. And yeah, so yeah. it's it's an in-between, and I think that's why he would go the distance. Okay. I'll co-sign that. Cool. All right, moving on. We've got uh, another best yes. dad. Ooh, Jim Hopper from Stranger Things. Take it away, Tyler. Yes. Oh, man. So I cannot wait for July 3rd yes. uh, for season three to come out. Mm-hmm. Or is it July 4th? I feel like it's the day before. Either way. Uh, yeah. Um, but I f- instantly fell in love with Jim Hopper um, from the first moment I saw him on screen mm-hmm. from when he didn't want to put up with anybody's shit as he rolled out of bed, drank a beer, shaved, went into work and goes, where's my coffee? Right. <laughs> and then like there's this immediate kind of change, but still there because he's so over his life. And so quickly when they start searching for searching, uh, with the entire world town. Right. And they're going through the woods and a guy's making small talk and he's kind of lying about what his kid is or where his kid is. Right. And you kind of think he's just a part-time dad or a single dad and his kid lives away. And you see this whole arc and you see everything in his pain and how he carries it. And I'm not okay. Well, let me say this. <laughs> in that moment, and his original kid maybe wasn't the best dad because he didn't know how to deal with it. But right. then what he does for Eleven, and especially when it's just him in second season, yeah, where it's just him and her, and it's this weird uh, roommate kind of situation. But still, like I'm your dad. This is what we are going to have to do. But also understanding what the silliness and the other rules that are around them are to try to make this as normalized as possible. Right. But there's that sense of care and passion that he does through each thing. And so just like these other ones, it's not necessarily, he makes the best decisions. Like there are times where he, he gets mad and he yells and he instantly knows that he shouldn't have. And it's not about the, what he did. It's about what and how he took, yeah. The how afterwards. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. The same thing. And I think that's that's what makes a good person as well as a great dad. Yeah. It's what you do with the situation that's been given, whether you've created it or not. These are the cards that are dealt. So how do you move forward? Yeah. How do you continue to make progress no matter what happens? Yeah. And I think that's what it is for anybody. And that's why I love Jim Hopper. And also, he's just a complete character that I completely – I respond with i identify with and i understand if i was going through his stuff i'm pretty sure i would be right there right exactly the same way yeah and i great dad yeah you really get he you really it's nice to be able to get to see his full arc as you know i kind of dropped the ball here but i've got a second chance as a pseudo dad and and yeah you're i echo your whole sentiment Mm -hmm. uh go jim hopper i hope season three does uh good things for you all right. Yeah. Also, the actor is this pretty awesome kind of guy who has been around for a long time, but kind of just got in, just fell into this role. Who thought his career was over and he was happy with just being middle of the road and what he had had on. Right. I just listened to a I just listened to a whole interview on him, and he's a very very interesting guy and in talking about the gambits of his feelings and what he lives with and what is okay mm-hmm. he's super interesting if you want kind of a head trip i highly recommend searching him out and seeing what he says between his how does he put it um the truth versus your reality are mm-hmm. not the same and he goes into depth with it i love i 
if you can't tell, I live in my head a lot <laughs> and I'll go down these dark rabbit holes. And yeah. I absolutely fell in love with that. And I, he is someone that used to live for the answer and then finally understood that he tried to find the answer through different religion and everything else. But he finally found out that why live to try to find the answer? Just live in the question. Mm. Living in the question mm-hmm. is enough. Yeah. You don't always have to have the answer, but having that and that's enough to push you forward. And I think that's something real. And I think when people get trogged down in life, it is an amazing thing. And I've really thought about it for the past couple of weeks ever since hearing that is am I trying to find an answer? Am I just trying to chase a number or produce a result? Or am I actually living in what I'm doing to make sure I create the habits and the people around me are better? Right. I think that's. I think that's awesome, and I think living in the question is super amazing. Agreed. And he, uh, the actor's name is David Harbour, right? H-A-R-B-O-U-R? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely go check him out. He went to Antarctica. Sure. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he got on this uh, – <laughs> he used to love Twitter or whatever, and so he somehow – he put his name out there. They were taking whichever uh, people that were interested, and it was very much, hey, vote for me. And so he went and got to play with penguins. That's Sorry, awesome. I no, that's good. <laughs> no, that's good. Man, that's so crazy. Antarctica. Wow. That's awesome. All right. Yep. Moving on. Uh, uh, best William Bill Adama from Battlestar Galactica. I've never seen the show. Have you seen the show? I haven't, but I started watching some stuff about Battlestar Galacta, Galactica mm-hmm. and uh, going from the original series from 60s, 70s, I think, like that deep sci-fi yeah. to what this turned into. And it was like one of these kind of quick blurbs about it. And then I got very interested in it. And it is very close to the top of my pile of shame of a show I really want to see. But I've heard some amazing things about this show. And I can, without seeing this and being totally prejudiced or prejudgy, I can see where it is. Because if I'm correct, and I'm okay for being corrected, so send those tweets in or whichever. (laughs) Yeah. comment down below right uh about where i'm at but the whole idea is the cylons are are these uh fake people who have infiltrated everyday society and it's the whole thing kind of um blade Mm runner-esque are these real people or not and so i can see where very strong dad characters are needed right and in a general slash war kind of situation uh if this is what this is again I'm down with it. This is me not knowing a single thing about the episode except for literally what I just right. said. Very nice. All right, cool. So we are going to move on. And uh, next ad, the best ad is Bob Belcher of Bob's Burgers. This is something I've been recommended a ton by a bunch of people who I respect, and I've still never watched this show. But I believe you – have you oh my God. Have you watched this show? Okay, good. I thought you'd watch yeah, it. Yeah, so, so those laptops about Bob. totally me clap. I figured, I figured oh that was God. you. So, yeah. That was probably horrible for y'all's ears. I no. do apologize. <laughs> no, so Bob Belcher is so kind of the whole theme of what I have. I love people that just as they can. So it, they have a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He has a burger place. Um, it is right under their apartment. They do everything they can to try to stay afloat, and they do an okayish job at doing it by robbing Peter and paying Paul. <laughs> Um, and, but everything he does is literally for his family. He, okay. So I work in a restaurant 
Right. And I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if this guy wears gray pants, if they're supposed to be chef pants, but they look like sweatpants. <laughs> grosses me out to think that <laughs> someone cooks food in sweatpants. <laughs> but in that saying, he wears basically a Hanes white t-shirt and gray pants that I'm pretty sure are sweatpants. I don't exactly know. <laughs> but everything he gives, he gives to his family he, to make sure that the house is there, to make sure um, he shaved his mustache off just so Tina could have a date with his arch nemesis who has a restaurant literally right across the street. And Tina is in love with her, his son. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a Romeo Juliet kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. And he, he would not let his son go to Tina's party. Um, cause he was a collector of strange things unless Bob shaved his mustache. <laughs> he goes, I won't do it. And then finally he shaved it, put it in a Ziploc bag and goes here, man. And he does these amazing things for his family, but he's also, again, he's an every man. Yeah. And that's, that's what the quality is. And I think that's, I look for real people at the end of the day. Is this a real person? Mm. Is this a real situation? And I think Bob Belcher is a hundred percent an every man. He does not knock it out of the park every time. Right. He might get on base most of the time, but he, but it's how he does and what he does for these things. And it, if you're in these kind of situations, I, th- I I 100% agree. As an everyman, Bob is an amazing dad, and I would love to ha- have him as my dad. Like, Very nice. There's no question about that. Very nice. Well, I will definitely check that out sh- very, very soon to find out more about Bob's Burgers. All right. Moving on. Uh, is show. Nice. I've slightly gotten troubled because of it. Oh? How? So, okay. So we'll go down another rant. Okay. <laughs> so when I, when I did have cable and my kid was kind of young, we would watch Cartoon Network. Sure. And I can't remember the last show. I'm going to say it was Gumball. And then Cartoon Network ends and then Adult Swim begins. Mm-hmm. And this is right at 730, maybe 8 o'clock. And so this is when I would take my kid home. And so – in us doing getting the final stuff that she left at my house, repacking up all of her things, making sure she's dressed and has her shoes on, Bob's burger would come. <laughs> so my kid has watched some of it. It's not it's really not bad, but as an adult there are things that you would question like, oh, how am I gonna have this conversation? But as a kid, they don't exactly understand what's going on. They just kinda get it. Right. But they don't really know the words that they're saying. Yeah. So my kid was on her mom's cell phone watching netflix and push bob's burgers and i think the youngest uh said something about let's get some strippers or (laughs) things but it's not really like that but it is that is the word that was said yeah and so i got a very strongly worded text message about it and i was like yeah, so I'll make sure it's not on TV anymore. I yeah. apologize. I understand. <laughs> it's not really what you think it is. Right. But also, you should probably check out this show. Right. Oh <laughs> I've got the next very motherly line. So you're okay with your four-year-old daughter watching this? I go, no, that's not what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> it's funny, and if you're by yourself, maybe you should watch it. It might bring you joy in your life. Right. I understand if you're not always for that. Right. But, yeah, so – yeah, I got in a lot of trouble. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, Bob's Burgers bringing people together and br- and pushing them apart at the same time. Yep. Good times. All right, next dad. Ooh, one of the best uh, – one of the dads I enjoy watching, Dre Johnson from Blackish. 
black. Tell me about Dre Johnson. So Dre Johnson is. I've talked about other guys. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so the, the premise of the show is he is a top dude at like an ad executive agency. So he's like a, he's like a madman, but like for now. And so he, he, the very first, like the pilot episode, he's like, I'm up for a promotion. I'm up for a promotion. I've been paying my dues. I've been working my way up. And he's like from like, you know, nothing. And his parents were like divorced. And his dad is Lawrence Fishburne, actually. actually so it's really funny. Um, okay. Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he thinks he's going to get this promotion. And his 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 boss, who's like a not secret, but also like oblivious racist white guy is like, yes, we're going to make you head of the urban division. We just created it for you. It's great. You'll tap into all of these great urban brands. And he's like, why do you keep saying urban and only have black people on it? <laughs> and, and so it's his whole thing about like he got a promotion. He's head of a division, but he's still exactly where he was before. It was not a move, not a upward move or whatever. And so he's constantly like battling these race dynamics. And he's trying to teach his kids how to be quote unquote black, but also is like really enjoying this like life of luxury that is like in an all white neighborhood and is a very affluent lifestyle. And he's trying to find the balance between like, what, what does it mean to be a black man in America? Also like what even is America in 2019? And he, you know, doesn't do a good job and struggles quite a bit, but also like, you know, has some really powerful wins and, and one of the most compelling episodes, you know, as much of a comedy as it is, is there was a, uh, an episode centered around, um, like essentially black lives matter and like uh one of the police officers not getting uh you know basically being uh, I, I forget the technical term but being let go without any charges filed or anything and and so and they had to struggle with that because they were very you know going back and forth about how you know we got to protest we got to do something we can't do anything. Nothing's going to change, but we need to do something. And then it's just a really good conversation between the whole family and also like his dad and his mom about like how race has evolved from the 60s and 70s and, you know, to where it is today and how they want to take it to the next level. And it's really just a good conversation. So those are the kind of like pockets of conversations they have throughout like each episode. That one was a lot more yeah. serious, but they blended in a humor way. And, and I don't know, I always end the episode kind of thinking a lot more about it as I go about my day, it sticks with me. And that's what I find really rewarding. Very much so. Yeah. So the show is good. And Dre very rarely succeeds, but he's not bumbling. You know, he's very much like uh, also an every man, that is trying to struggle with living an everyman lifestyle while also being like pretty affluent himself. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. All right. Moving on. Uh, Ooh, another best dad from stranger things or best father figure, Steve Harrington. And he's on this list because of the Whoa. way he's a father figure to Dustin. Is it? It's Dustin, right? That's the kid's name. Uh, what? Dustin, yeah, Dustin yeah. being a this father is, figure to Dustin and the kids. This is a little uh, bit of a stretch to me. Little bit of a stretch. This is a lot of a stretch. <laughs> I think you could say Big Brother. Sure. A hundred percent. I agree. I, I mean, don't... He, yeah. Steve Harrington is known as the babysitter. Right. That's what babysits. No. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I absolutely. So my favorite thing in shows is when writers make me love someone I hate. Yes. And so, like, 
Steve Harrington is one of these guys. Like I, I could not stand him. He was the douche canoe of all douche canoes yeah. at this time, and then he turns into Billy B. A. Yeah, and he's exactly who I'd want to be. Stranger Things world, right? But I definitely want to be Steve, like a hundred percent. Right. Right. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I got to say big brother figure, not father figure. So I'm calling BS on that one. But all right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, we're now. So that was the best list. Now we're into the the last five or so of these are the worst dads. Uh, up first. Ooh, Anthony Cooper from Lost. He was Locke's dad who. Uh, well, yeah. the quote, the 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 write up says it all. There's being a bad dad. And then they're stealing your son's kidney and pushing him out exactly. of a window bad. <laughs> like everything about him. Is... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That whole like episode. Cool no, that whole episode arc was like crushing. And I don't mean that because yeah. Locke fell out of a window. I mean, like just. <laughs> and his legs. Yeah. Magically. Yeah, that's. Yeah, when he got paralyzed. Yeah, and all of that, and the fact that why he was on this island to begin with is because he was just going on a walkabout. To he was so demoralized by this guy that he was thrust into a wilderness to just prove that he could do something. Right. Not anything else. Yep. He he was a doomsday prepper essentially. Yeah. He's like I have nothing else in life, so I am going to. I have to at least prove it to myself because nobody around me I can prove that I'm manly in any way because my dad has robbed me of every single thing. Right. Oosh. And then also, doesn't <laughs> his dad like steal his girlfriend too? Uh, yes. Uh, that is correct. I had forgotten about that, but you are absolutely correct. Jeez, this guy's the worst. Oof. Yeah. Don't invite Anthony Cooper around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, steals your kidneys. Steals your girl. Watch out. Hide your kidneys. Hide your. <laughs> <laughs> Hide your wives. <laughs> That's a little viral video joke for those that are listening. Um, all right, next worst. Uh, right years ago. Right. Uh, just like Lost. Okay, no. Uh, worst, Frank Gallagher from Shameless. I've not watched Shameless. Have you watched Shameless? So I've watched a couple of these episodes. Okay. And so uh, how do I... So Frank is – and again, this is me prejudging off of a couple episodes. But nice. Frank is pretty much – it's it's the epitome of my kids are people in my life and they're more like friends and enemies. But I pull the dad card when I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. But we're pretty much all just roommates and we live in this – like they're older and so they've lived in this kind of – I got gotcha. you. Uh, mess up world that they've created on their by their bad choices of drinking and people around them and things like that and looking for a quick buck and different situations. Right. Um. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's not really a dad, but I he's gotcha. also still there. Yeah. He hasn't left them. Yeah. And he hasn't. He's made horrible decisions around his life, and he just keeps trying to go through the motions. He wears a tux uh, Canadian tuxedo very well, but what's a Canadian tuxedo? Just a Canadian tuxedo is jean jacket and jean denim jeans. Oh, and nice! Possibly a denim vest. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. It's the Canadian tuxedo. I like it. And so, 
he I don't it, it's one of those things like hey, he's still there he hasn't left his kids but he's created them a pretty dumb tastic world but they could all leave but they choose not to too Very they're nice. all, all codependent on being horrible with each other fantastic and that's what makes them shameless all right uh next next ad ooh Hiram Lodge from Riverdale uh I have watched Riverdale not the most recent season but the first two have you watched any of Riverdale I started watching the very first episode. Um, I love Jughead in Archie comics. Uh huh. But my fiance, uh, she was doing Communities in Action. Okay. And she goes, I live in high school during the day. I don't want to come home and watch high school. <laughs> so we got one episode and we didn't really watch it. That's fair. Uh, so I'll give you like a quick rundown. So this guy, he was in prison the entire first season because of like embezzlement schemes. Um, comes okay. a- comes out on like some kind of a deal and then probably starts doing like mob boss stuff again the entire second season and is like manipulating Archie because Archie wants to date uh, Veronica and is like, you know, you he's got- Veronica's dad. Yes, he is. So he is trying to, yeah, I guess it would have been helpful to headline. So he, uh, but he's constantly manipulating Archie saying like, you know, you got to prove your worth to me to prove you can date my daughter and all this like old school mob boss type stuff. And he's getting Archie in like thicker and thicker and thicker to where the point, you know, where Archie doesn't realize that he's being set up by Hiram to take the fall on like a pretty big like case. And, uh, and then Archie does take the fall, and then they, like, go to trial, and there's this whole thing in do. This dude's just, like, bad news brown, man. Like, he gets out on, like, a deal, and he can't help but do, like, mob boss stuff. But in order to keep himself clean, he just sets Archie up. Archie, the lovable goofball, he sets Archie up to take the fall on all of his business dealings. So this dude's bad news, man. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So... Okay, but where's <laughs> Betty in all of this? Because uh, Betty's that whole thing—it's it's good versus evil kind of thing. Right. So where's Betty to balance them out? She's dating Jughead. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dun dun Jughead does dun. not date Betty. We're Veronica. Oh man. I love Jughead. And how many? Bur- does he eat a lot of burgers? Still of course. In of course he does. It. You know. Come on. He's got it. Does he? Yeah. He really does. So it works out really That's well. Excellent. Right. But Jughead's like this, like uh noir style reporter writer voiceover it's i don't know riverdale is but like, he's very rico suave yeah like, he is not he's jughead not, jughead no but uh i don't know i like it riverdale is very like pulpy i guess would be a good word to describe it yeah and i think it's 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 dark and definitely in the cinemography uh or filmography uh whichever the word to yeah sound bougie <laughs> everything has that dark tint over it yeah and it's it's a little grimy, and it, I think that immediately – it's the same thing. They're, all those series do very well. The same thing with uh, Sabrina mm-hmm. and how they shoot it. it. It it allows your nostalgia to remember something but also know that time has tainted it while giving you something new. Yes. And so it gives it a new filter so it's not as clean. So it allows you to uh, re-go through or reinvest yourself into these Yes. Themes. I wholeheartedly agree. And I like it. And I've heard people be like uh... – they either really like it or they really hate it. I've very rarely found people that are kind of in the middle on like Riverdale and Sabrina and the that kind of like House of Archie type shows. But I don't know. I'm here for it. I really like it. Mm-hmm. I like it being a little bit different. I'm not I'm not mad at it, but 
It's fun. All right. Uh, and uh, we got two more dads on here that make the worst list. A third dad from Stranger Things on here. Uh, Lonnie Byers. This guy. This yep. is, he is, is the absolute worst. Absolute worst. He, he is a POS. He, you know, hurt poor Joyce and was never there for Will or Jonathan. And uh, only shows up nope. after Will's quote-unquote death in order to to profit in some capacity. Oh, so glad he wasn't there in season two. He was just the worst. Terrible. Yeah. Why is it my fault that you that you lost our kids? Right. Ugh. It's like, dude, and what? And, and then has his girlfriend ugh. go, hey, stop calling here. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Ugh. The worst. Absolutely. I, got, I don't want to spend any more time on this dude. He's just terrible. Nope. Done. All right, last dad. Oh, Walter White, Breaking Bad. Uh, so Walt, he's interesting to me because he starts off everything he's doing, he's doing as an attempt to be a better dad, right? And he just ends up getting more and more sucked in yeah. because he reaches a point where he can never tell himself until it's too late that he's no that he never really wanted to necessarily do this for his family he just told himself he did so he gave himself an, a license to do bad things but really he wanted the ability to have power and control over his life and be able to get the recognition he felt he always deserved for his brilliance that he was never able to participate in throughout the rest of his life and so he is the worst yeah he is the worst because it's like had he realized that's what he was after i think you know, he could have like applied that for good instead of using his powers for bad. But I don't know, man. He's like, really? I, I, because he tried that and it didn't work out. And he was a high school teacher and nothing against high school teachers. But if you're in the situation of where Walter White was, like that was him trying to do everything that he thought was the right thing and where it ended him up. Like yeah. he wasn't bettering anybody. No, that's true. But then on the other half of it is, okay. So take everything you just said, mm -hmm. maybe not to his own kid, but he did give them the ability to have an amazing life. But, uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? I am horrible with, <laughs> um, just use his apprentice. Oh, Jesse. The other guy. Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Everything he did also was to make sure that Jesse was always protected. Yeah, it's true. He was a real father figure like, to no Jesse. No matter too. how bad his situation was or whichever, he always made sure Jesse was protected. That's true. He's done some poor decisions, like when he killed his girlfriend or uh, everything else. But he got himself the job so Jesse could be better. Because if he would have left uh, working for Gus, because if he would have just left Jesse the way he was – there would have been no like he would have just been back but worse to where he was at when in the very first episode right 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 and also you got to think about the and fact that yeah like he he set his his actual kids up for success by the way he manipulated the uh i forget yeah. the the gray matter people he manipulated them into donating his money right for them and then he also was able to literally save Jesse and allow him to escape at the end so I think he kind of ends up redeeming himself right at the end for all for both of his biological kids and also for his yeah. uh, pseudo son. I'll be honest, I didn't watch the last season because I was really okay. Spoiler: when Gus died and he walked out and just fell in half, like that yeah. was a perfect ending to the entire series. I was like, I'm good. Do I don't you, need any more. Do you want to know a secret? 
they thought sure. that was going to be the end of the series. They had not gotten renewed when they shot that, and they were like, we need to find a way yeah. to, to put a point on it that if it does end, we're satisfied with how it ends. Yeah, I, I knew that, and so I think I think that's why I stopped watching it. I, I knew that part of it, and mm-hmm. it was just, that was a complete story for me. Sure. And everything else just kind of felt tacked on, and it's probably done really well, and it's probably whichever, but it that was that was my series and I was very okay with it. Um, but I also, as we were talking this, have you watched the documentary for the dirt with Motley Crue? No, I have not. So I don't like Motley Crue. I didn't like Motley Crue before I watched it. (laughs) I watched the documentary and I think I thought Motley Crue was this awesome. Well, not awesome. Awesome band. Like I don't want my kid to be a grow up to be, (laughs) but I think, it was a very well done documentary in, in the sense of it made you like the band after seeing it. And then I listened to some Motley Crue music and then I realized I still don't like Motley Crue, but the, <laughs> the, the actor that plays their tour manager mm-hmm. is the one is the other chemist when they go to who's Walter White's first partner before he brings Jesse, when he starts working with Gus. Oh, Gail has him kind of killed off. Yeah, Gail. Gail Bedecker? Yeah. yeah, he's Gail. Gail's in there. Oh, okay. Nice, and nice. It, the whole time I was watching The Dirt, I was like, where do I know this? Like, I could not rack my brain on who it is. Right. Literally right now. Sorry, I just had a huge epiphany, so I had to work through it. No, it's all good. Second. It's all good, man. No, Breaking Bad is it, – it ends it really well. And knowing how Vince Gilligan had it planned out and also, like, what I love looking at is I read this really cool article about how he – explained that every single um every time he shot a scene he thought about designing it as a whole work of art so every single piece of color Mm -hmm. within it ties back to a, a specific meaning so like he gave an example of like when walter white is wearing a green shirt, whatever he's doing in that scene is motivated out of greed. When he's doing when he's got a pur- yeah. a purple shirt on, everything is motivated by a need to feel like royalty, like the king. If it's yellow, everything he's doing is out of fear, that kind of stuff. And when I like mm-hmm. I read that after I'd finished the series and I went back and rewatched the whole series through that lens and it gave such extra like meaning and layers to the show that I didn't know to pick up on the first time. It was just fantastic. So that is still like my favorite show from start to finish, but hundred percent. And like, I was thinking as you were saying that the other, like picking out dad moments in there. So when they're at the party and he has his biological son and he tries to get him drunk mm-hmm. and it like, he has these ways of trying to relate and it's just him trying to figure out. And so right. that was not a, there's a, dad moment in there and then he takes it way too far right but there are other opposite opposite things where it is very much like i need to do everything i can to make sure and that's i think that's the real struggle yeah because first off i'm okay if when the time is right and my kid is of age but teaching my kid about alcohol safety and things like that i there are real moments in there and i i don't know Also, oh, when he tries to teach his kid how to drive. Yeah. Like, he's like, fuck it. If I have the money and he go buys him that charger, yeah. and they destroy it. I know. Oh, my <laughs> God. But he's like, yeah. I ha- and he struggles with these things. And it's 
what would you do in that situation? You wouldn't yeah. want your kid to have it. Why not? Right, right. No, good point, good point. All right, well, this has been a great look at the best and worst, some of the best and worst TV dads. Um, now, I know for all of you people who are looking for Mother's Day content, there's been a lot of great shows that have covered it. Um, we are rapidly running out of time, but I will say probably my favorite TV mom of all time. Ooh, that's tough, but I think... Uh, one of the ones I really enjoy is Lucy from I Love Lucy. She makes, really? yeah. Well, I just like I don't know. She's endearing to me. Like I, I okay. I like uh. It was all right, man. It was the first one I thought of. All right, so like uh, leave me alone. I uh. All right, so I'm gonna try and sell this. I will. Uh, yeah, sell it to me. Yeah. So she she's always trying to look out for what's best for her family, but she's also trying to not give up her passion or her career. And I got to commend her for it. And like, you know, she may not be the most talented, but there's been a couple times where she learns choreography and she does pretty well. And if it wasn't for Ricky, just trying to hog the spotlight himself, I think Lucy would be able to have both her career and be a working mom and be fully fulfilled instead of trying to sneak into the show. Ricky needed to just give her space every once in a while to do her thing. So she would feel wholly fulfilled as a person and be able to do both and then there wouldn't be this back and forth dynamic so i don't know that's that's okay. my choice plus she she dressed up like superman and climbed out onto the balcony so her kid's birthday party would be complete because he wanted to have superman's birthday party like how how badass is that like i just yeah yeah all right anyways okay there we go I will choose <laughs> roseanne connor as my number one okay uh tv mom sell me on this Okay, so I have to hate Roseanne when I was a little in college. I would watch it would come on late at night. Okay. And so it would either be Samantha Brown on the Travel Channel or uh, Roseanne. Okay. And so Roseanne does whatever it takes working in a diner, working in a factory to make sure. Her family has everything. Even when uh, Dan is on strike or Dan's not getting work or anything else or when Dan has a heart attack or when Dan cheated on her or anything. And she didn't care if her kid, like the situation around her kids. So uh, with any time with Darlene, if she messed up or tried to push her away or have any of these other things, she was like, look, I know I I messed up. I made poor decisions. I had you at a young age and all of this stuff, but I'm going to do everything I can to be your mom. And I know you don't necessarily understand it or you think because we live where we live and we are upper poor, lower middle class or whatever, Mm -hmm. like all of these things. And they're these absolute amazing as a matriarch and keeping an entire family, no matter what situation, what was thrown with her, with her mom being, baloney crazy and coming out as gay and she's like okay who cares like you're still my mom and you still choose to be bad on other things or being the rock for her sister all while still supporting her three kids and her husband and everything else and um then darlene's boyfriend and being a mom to him because he didn't have a family like she there there's more to roseanne i I watched one episode of when they came back mm-hmm. and all the other stuff that went around that. I'm not sure, but the original series yeah. has some really, really awesome stuff in it as a family dynamic. And I, I think we don't give credit cause it's easy to <laughs> white trash, blue collar people. Right. <laughs> but there are these endearing moments of what real family is. And I think going back and seeing it 
probably not all the most PC stuff, mm-hmm. but that's what family is. And it, that's why those shows are the way they are. And that's why sitcoms work the way they are. They embellish these slight things. And I think it's kind of what you were talking about on blackish as mm-hmm. well is they embellish these moments, but that everyone relates to because everyone in some way has been through them. Right. And they sprinkle realness amongst it. Like how many times have you heard the worst news and you immediately have a joke afterwards? Yeah. You do the same thing in your own life. And that's what sitcoms do. They just make it more apparent and you feel because you think you want to be a certain way better than what they are. Right. But it's you. You, Sitcoms are mirrors of what we do. Right. They're very much like they're super embellished in their things, but they're what we are. And that's why they have a place in the middle of our living room. Like why else? What was it? I wish I could attribute the quote correctly, (laughs) but it goes, they don't have a TV in their house and I'm 99% sure it's friends. And Joey goes, then where, where do you point your furniture? Right. <laughs> yes. There's yes. A that's right. That's right. Why our TV is the center of our living room is because we invite all these other families in because we want to make sure what we're doing is on a global level or a a community level of what everyone else is. And I think right. that's where we find it. And I, each one of us have our idiosyncrasies, but from the moms and dads that some of us grew up with and taught us a lot is because there's truth. And I think as we find what we're doing as dads now and we fight through these things is I think that's what it is. And it's how mm-hmm. we've learned and it's how we try to teach our kids. And it's why we do stupid oogie boogie skeleton dances <laughs> and embarrass our kids. Right. Is but because it's humanity and it's human. And that's why these are the best and worst things. And why we find these lists is because it's just us and it's true. Yeah. And I think that's why these are. I, I like know, it. Sorry, that was a ramble. No, no, no you're good. I like it. All right. Well, we are coming to my favorite part of the show, the dad joke of the week. This is a segment where I will hurl get jokes at my unsuspecting guests, although Tyler's been on, so he's not that unsuspecting. But uh, I have jokes prepped, and I put them on the spot to see what jokes they have, and then uh, the audience groans while I laugh, but I can't hear them. I can only hear my guests, so it works out perfectly for me. So, Tyler, do you have any dad jokes this week? Uh, so, I was doing some computer work the other day, and... I found out someone stole my copy of Microsoft Office. Oh, no. I swear I will find them. You have my word. Uh, (laughs) Very good. Uh, Tyler, a a girl came up to me the other day, and she said Mm -hmm. that she recognized me from her vegetarian restaurant. I was a bit confused because I'd never met her before. I'd never met Ah. her before. Herbivore. Herbivore. Well, do you want to hear a joke about some uh, paper? Yes. Nah, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, yesterday I ate a clock. It was very time consuming, especially when I went back for seconds. I got one last one. Do you have any more? Um. All right, so here's one from Music Lover. A woman was on trial for beating her husband to death with his guitar collection. The judge asked, is she a first offender? He says, no, the first was a Gibson, then a Fender. 
That's a good one. I like it. I like it. Uh, the last one. Here's my last one. Uh, Tyler, what kind of bagel can fly? Oh, I know this one, but I forgot it. A plain bagel. A f- oh, never mind. A plain yeah, nope. bagel. Yep. You were like, and everything was- bagel. <laughs> no, I was going to say a seagull. Oh, oh that, that's different. It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah. bagel, it's like, seagull. Why do you call yeah. it a bagel? Because it's down by the bay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Or why do you call it the seagull? Because bagel was already taken. Right, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, this has been a super fun episode looking at like good and bad parents overall and just talking through different merits. But, uh, Tyler, as we get towards the end of the episode, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, so. Pretty much the main social media that I really do is my Instagram, and that is uh, X Gold X because I am a 12 year old kid. Um, that's where if I do something neat, I'll post uh, any of my doodles. I really like drawing, I love art, um, or any of my other shenanigans out and about. Um, I am brewing beer right now, and so there's some. From my last batch of beer, uh, a couple posts about that, and uh, I took a trip to New Braunfels. Um, I have a picture of my marigold, so I have this plant, this single marigold, <laughs> and I don't keep plants at all, but I'm very proud of this one pot I have right outside my door. That's awesome. Um, and I have it on there, uh, but it's just, that's, I love Instagram, I think it's one of my great it's whatever yeah i I don't really post to facebook as much i have twitter and i follow a lot of people but i don't really interact on twitter but instagram is it instagram is your jam got it yep all right cool cool cool. we need the hashtag for this episode would you like hashtag zombie killer phil or hashtag skeleton dance Ooh, i think i'm gonna go zombie kill phil all right it rhymes there it is. Zomb- well, do you want zombie kill Phil or zombie killer Phil? I had killer, but do you oh, want killer? Kill- yeah, I'm no, good- do, no, do killer, I okay. guess, because that's what you had, <laughs> and I don't want to steal thunder. No, no, no. Let's let's modify it. Zombie kill Phil. Hashtag zombie kill Phil. All right, I'm just making nope. a note. Nope. I, I get final word. It's my show. <laughs> Phil zombie kill? Nope. Yeah, whatever. Zombie kill Phil. All right, here we go. Yep. It is your show. All right. Well, listeners, we'll be back next week with another great episode and more great content. But until next time, hashtag zombie kill Phil and hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.